1: What's up, Gator Nation? Welcome back into the Gators online podcast live from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Zach Albaverde, Nick Del Torre here, and we will be joined in studio today by Florida Gators cornerback Jordan Young to discuss the spring, his offseason, what he did during his discretionary period, and a number of other topics. Uh, Nick, if he's sitting next to me looking a little sad, it is because there's been another rain delay that just went into effect in Hoover.
0: I mean... uh... Luckily, I'm not in Hoover, uh, going through it in person. You know better. Uh, I've I've done I've done the tournament a couple of times. Uh, there was the fog game. I can't remember what year that was, but Florida's down like nine runs. It's the eighth inning, and then this dense fog just rolls in. It's it's like midnight in Hoover, and they're like, "Hey, we can't play. You got to come back tomorrow at 7. And I think that's when I was like, "You know what? I don't need this anymore. I, I can I can sit on my couch and I can I can cover it." Uh, but this tournament's been a disaster. It's they, just they've been played awful. Five of the eight games, Tennessee, AM, and LSU haven't played a game yet. Yeah. Um, and LSU's not going to even play today. LSU's first game will be Friday. Um, Unheard of. I think they're going to have to go to like single elimination, but this has been a disaster.
1: I think and, they're going to have to go to the trop, is what they're going to have to go I to. I
0: hate the trop, but like you're trying to play four baseball games a day for three straight days in the summer in a place where it rains every day in the summer. It just, it seems
1: not seems smart. Like there
0: wasn't a lot of thought put into that. Yes.
1: So we'll, we'll see if they put some more thinking into that uh, this summer. And Nick has already mm-hmm. said he's going to uh, pound the table at SEC spring meetings. So oh, I already, I already put a little bug into Scott
0: trick on zero. I was like, Hey man, this doesn't really make sense what we're doing here. Does it?
1: I, I'm I'm sure Scott would not be opposed to staying in Florida for that tournament.
0: Hey, nice little drive down there. It's just crazy. You, you The SEC footprint, you've got New Orleans, Houston, Atlanta, Tampa, and we play the SEC baseball tournament in Hoover, Alabama.
1: Tradition, Nicholas. Tradition. All right. All righty. Okay. Well, speaking of tradition, uh, another one's going to come to a close tonight as a uh, Billy Napier will wrap up his spring speaking tour here in Gainesville with the Fine Gator Touchdown Club. He'll be speaking at the F Club with Florida Gators men's basketball coach, Todd Golden. Both of those guys landing some big-time commitments this week. I was say, Todd's on a, on a hot streak. He's he's looking good right now. My guy came in firing on all <laughs> cylinders.
0: The transfer portal, recruits. He's, he's
1: He knows how to win the fan base over. Certainly. Uh,
0: maybe look, making Billy look a little bad.
1: Well, I mean, to be to be fair, Billy came out firing on all cylinders with that transfer portal mm-hmm. in, uh, in December. And, you know, we talked about how things kind of slowed up in the spring. Wasn't this mass exodus that maybe people anticipated. But right. nonetheless, they still made a very important addition. It's old news by now, but still big news nonetheless. And that was Ricky Pearsall from... Arizona state saying yes to the Florida Gators last Saturday. He is here in Gainesville now Mm -hmm. on campus, along with some of their other uh, new enrollees that have made their way just 10 left now from that 2022 class, but getting pretty Ricky as they like to call him, Nick uh, was much needed at the wide receiver position.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think it really came down to Oregon and Florida. um, And he kind of always maintained that he wanted to prove himself. And to me, if that was your driving factor to where you were going to go and where you were going to transfer, you're not staying in the pack. You're not staying in the pack. 12. You're not going to Oregon. The last time Arizona state played Oregon, they beat them. Um, like that didn't seem like a step up. And now you're going to go uh, across the country, play in the sec, um, go up against LSU, Texas A&M. Like you're going to get tested. So yeah. if that's, if that was his goal, He's going to get tested, and I think he fits right in um, in the slot. And that's kind of a spot where, if you're looking at Florida, maybe Trent Whittemore fits in there, but you don't really have a lot of options. So I think he fits right in sure. and will make an impact right away.
1: And, de- and nobody – I mean, you can put guys in there, but with his skill set, mm-hmm. the elusiveness, some of the shiftiness that yeah. he has, the ability to not only run the ball on reverses and stuff, the guy even threw a touchdown pass. Um, so he's – He's got some skills, and I think that really showed what he was capable of last season. But a lot of people at Arizona State still felt like he could have been utilized more. And I think that he's certainly going to be one of Anthony Richardson's go-to targets in that you know RPO system that right. they have with the things that you can do with a slot receiver of his style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what he can do. And I think the opportunity to get coached by Kerry Colbert is is another plus for him. So, uh, But that was... Needed. I mean, there were some spots that the Gators had to hit if they were going to get some additions from the transfer portal. And wide receiver was probably number one on that list.
0: And I don't think Florida has anyone on the roster with that skill set. No.
1: Nope. I mean, I, I, you obviously got a, some speed in a guy like Xavier Henderson. Sure. um and,
0: There's, there's, guys yeah, with there's speed, guy with speed,
1: and, and and I think that there are guys that can play that slot yeah. effectively and create mismatches for the coaching staff. It's just not going to be to the degree or to the style that you're going to have with Pearsall. And uh, that was needed for them to, I think, really be able to run the system to the full extent of what Billy wants to. And we to. kind of
0: harped on that. It's like you didn't have that. Listen, there's no, there's not going to be another Kadarius Tony. No. Um, but you didn't have that style, that type of guy, the guy that's quick in space. elusive. Um, you've got a lot of like long striders like Justin Shorter, Xavier Henderson, long speed, yeah. long stride big body receivers. Yeah, but not the guys that can operate in the phone booth.
1: Yeah. And I think that being able to also I mean no one's really talked about it or mentioned it and and we know that this this obviously is not something that can can factor into the decision but it does play into it. You know, a guy like rookies considering NIL as well. Mm-hmm. And if you're Florida, sitting there knowing that it was basically a head-to-head battle with Oregon, uh, beating a Nike-funded school for an athlete like that, you know that's a, that's a good sign. And we saw the story from Ross Dellinger, I think, this week of the schools that are kind of separating themselves as some of the NIL powers. And you know, we've talked about it, we've reported about it at Gators Online but really it's a lot of the blue blood programs Mm -hmm. that have had success, but have not experienced it in quite a while and want to get back to that. And they're, boosters and their donor base is willing to kind of invest in NIL to help get those programs back to that point. And you're talking about the Texas's yeah. and the Oregon's and the Florida's and the Tennessee's, Texas A&M, let's, Texas uh, A&M. Nick Saban wants to make sure you mention that Texas A&M
0: is doing a great do not job forget, with NIL.
1: Do not forget that. Um, but Florida's in that space as well. And, you know, we saw the Fan Fest event that happened over the weekend. We'll talk to, to Jordan Young about that. But obviously for the Gators to kind of be in a position where they can keep the top players on the roster, which as we've seen is not a given if you're at a school like Pitt. So don't, you know, don't discount that the fact that you kept all of your elite guys, uh, you know, happy with the NIL deals that they were able to sign, but also that you can go out and attract, you know, someone in in the portal that knows that wherever he signs, he's going to be able to get a lucrative NIL right. deal And that he decided to come to your school, that signals that he feels like that Florida can compete with the Oregon's and the Auburn's and and anybody else that wants to throw uh, all this money into the NILs. And and
0: just to backtrack a little bit, don't be mistaken. Like uh, I don't know how legal it is, but schools are talking to guys on rosters and telling them, hey, it's never been easier to transfer. Talking to guys on rosters, hey, this is what we can do for you if you transfer to our school. Like the recruiting, I don't think for e- anyone now ends. Like there used to be like a you got recruited, and then there was a de- d d de- yep. recruitment, d period, recruitment. where it's kind of like, hey man, all that nice stuff I said in your living room out the window, forget that. Now we're working out. Now we're yelling. Now we're running. Um, now with with the way the transfer portal is and, and with nil, you're kind of like.
1: You're bringing exactly. all the parents in and having an official visit weekend with them. We
0: sat here with with, with with Coach Spurrier, and he was like, yeah, we used to we used to recruit for six weeks a year. And, and that was like a gentleman's agreement. I'm like, you're recruiting 52 weeks a year now.
1: Yeah, with your current guys and, and the yeah. guys you're trying to bring. So, um, obviously, you know, big news for Florida, I, I think, on that front. And to win a, a battle with Oregon, they're also in another battle with Oregon, it appears, with top 100 quarterback Jaden Rashada. A lot of...
0: Woo! As, Ga- as we're
1: sitting here, we're like,
0: I, I, is he in? Is he coming? Man, he the Gators appear?
1: Online message board was hot. They were hot on Wednesday with the development from Corey Bender, who's been all over mm-hmm. this story at Gators Online. And make well, sure that why
0: isn't he all over? If it, if it's recruiting, he's on. He's it. Up,
1: but this quarterback situation and this quarterback recruiting class, I mean All the fans, they want to know and they want to figure out where this thing is headed. And and he's been absolutely on top of it, not just with Jaden, but all these quarterback prospects. Mm And, you know, he reported that this visit was happening. Then he reported that he missed his flight. The message board had a meltdown. And then he came back with the positive updates that all fans wanted to see, which was that the flight got rescheduled. And look, we are recording this now by the time that you guys are listening to this he should be landed in Gainesville, enjoying his unofficial visit to the University of Florida. But
0: I, I, I want to look. I haven't even two, looked to see two thirty. Confirmed that he was on the six a.m. flight this morning.
1: Well, it hasn't been reported that he missed his flight, so I think okay. we, we we could take that with uh with a positive sign. But it, I think it's a huge positive that they got this guy on campus and that he has emerged as one of their targets at this position because. I was asked in the mailbag a couple weeks ago, Nick, who's some realistic options for Florida at quarterback in the 2023 class, and that was still to be determined Mm -hmm. at that point when I was writing the mailbag, and they were still kind of sorting through their options. Obviously, you got Arch Manning out there, but that seems and always has seemed like a long shot. This seems like a little bit more of a realistic chance.
0: Yeah, uh, Florida's in the top seven, and and I think it would have been really concerning if he didn't get to campus because he's never been to Gainesville. And he has a decision date next month. Yeah. Um. So you you're I I said on I said earlier in the week I was like "Ah, I think Florida might just be another hat on the table. Felt really good about saying that when when he didn't make the flight. Um. But listen, you got to follow follow the the visits and and if he's on campus, if he's making the effort to come, a long way.
1: Yeah. On his own, you know, it's not it's not even an official visit, so he could have just said, Hey, screw it, I'm not going to reschedule this flight and. The fact that Florida obviously did their due diligence to right. make that happen, but also mutual interest from his part that he wants to come and check out mm-hmm. what the Gators have to offer. And I, I think that if he's you know looking at at his position and, and where he can go to succeed, I mean, Florida's one of the premier spots to come play this position. Just look at the statues out front. You got yeah. the rec- recent success of Kyle Trask, um, and you got – Uh, Billy Napier, who specializes in the quarterback position. So uh, we'll see if the Gators are able to, I think, make up for some lost time. No doubt about it. Um, But I will say, and I wrote this when the Gators initially kind of to the surprise of everyone made his top seven, he initially came out with a top 10 back in back after Christmas or on Christmas day. And the Gators weren't on that list, obviously going through the coaching change and Several teams, though, that are now in his top seven were not on that list. So there were a few first-year coaching staffs that were able to extend offers in January, in February, even as late as March, and still put themselves in a position to land him. So I I don't think that um, a lack of relationship is something that's going to be a deal-breaker for him. So it's really about what's going to be the best opportunity, the best situation what visit impresses him the most and hey you get him here unofficially the goal is maybe that he likes it enough that he comes back for an official um but we'll see how this shakes out of the, at least now there is a quarterback that they have set their sights on
0: yeah i mean this is your bump class i anthony richardson could leave after this year um is brown ready to play as a, as a redshirt freshman or as a sophomore um is or Jack, is, it is it the Jack Miller show? The Jack Miller show after that. Does Anthony stay for another year? I think it's so important to get a quarterback in this class. And I wonder if they don't hit on Rashada. Rashida? Rashada. Rashada. If they don't hit, like how far down do they go on their quarterback board to the point where you're just taking one to take one? You know, because it's, we were talking about Nick Vizini.
1: I'm bad with the names.
0: Nick Vizzini ended up going to Clemson. Obviously, Arch Manny's out there, and
1: Holstein committed to Alabama this yeah. week. Yeah,
0: so Arch Manny might be uh, a pipe dream, but it's a dream you chase until he says, "I hey, I'm going to
1: Texas." Here's the only thing Georgia. I'll say about guys like Arch and guys like Jaden is they are not doing interviews. Mm-hmm. They're not. So all these projections from different recruiting analysts, is, some of it is obviously based on things that they're hearing, and sure. and and also. Things that they're hearing from the programs, potentially on how they feel, where they sit in the recruitment. But if these guys aren't being open about it, we still don't know what they think in their mind. so um, there is absolutely the possibility that one of these guys shows up mm-hmm. and just gets blown away by what UF has to offer and decides, you know what? Anthony could be out the door after the two thousand twenty two season. I like my chances I'm coming to be a gator um that could totally happen and if you get a guy of that caliber, whether it's Jaden or arch um that's gonna change the trajectory of this class If you get for a sure. top one hundred quarterback for or sure. a top fifty guy now he's recruiting for your class he he's got other guys that that you can attract that top talent with so um you
0: start that i wanna play with him, I want to play with them, and then that starts snowballing a little absolutely
1: bit. and so You know, I I wouldn't tell Florida fans hold your breath yet. I mean, because there's still other visits that Jaden is going to take. I mean, he's going to LSU. He's going to Texas A&M. Potentially could come back to Florida for an official. So um, we just got to see how this plays out. Uh, As I mentioned in the mailbag, the Gators are just calling it like it is at a bit of a disadvantage when it comes to quarterback recruiting for this year. Yes, they have a full cycle to recruit, but quarterback recruiting is not like other positions um guys commit as juniors before their senior season that is just the, all the elite guys they do that some commit even earlier than that mm-hmm. so as a coaching staff you're building that relationship with your top quarterback targets as freshmen and as sophomores yeah. and billy napier and ryan o'hara did not get that opportunity so i mean they are playing and, catch up and, and
0: not to t- talk down about ul the guy that they're going to be going after to be the quarterback at Florida isn't going to UL. So it's not even like they had the relationship sure. with the guys. You know, if like when Dan Mullen first came from Mississippi State, Mississippi State some crossovers, some crossover, um, if he wanted to recruit, but that was a whole different story. <laughs> um, but there's some crossover. So there was no, no even. Uh, crossover there um and i think we saw that just in his first class it was a lot of guys from out of the state and he's made that very clear like hey we are going to recruit in a six hour yeah window uh drive around like we need to win the state of florida uh, and i know a lot of fans were like ah man there's too many kids from louisiana going after texas you're getting out of the footprint and she's like that's who they were familiar with
1: sure um to me it's it's just with the quarterback. They and, and you gotta think a lot. You gotta Look,
0: get a quarterback this year. You
1: gotta get a quarterback. But man, those elite guys, like most of them, they want to have that long-standing relationship. Yeah. They want to feel good about the situation that they're committing sure. to. And it's I mean, just calling like it is. You're, it's, playing, it, you're playing catch up, it's no, yeah. it's
0: no fault of your own. It's just it but, is what it
1: is. But at other positions, you might be able to just swoop in, mm-hmm. offer a guy, and you sure. build a relationship in a couple weeks. And the guy says, you know what? I'm coming here. Depth chart looks good. I really like my position, coach. Distance makes sense. Um, Quarterbacks are so much more meticulous about their decision-making process, especially the top 100 and elite signal callers. So the Gators are in the mix for at least two. We'll see how things play out with Jaden's visit. Make sure you guys are following Corey Bender and reading all of his updates on Gators Online because he's absolutely on top of it. We're going to jump to this first break. When we come back on the other side, we'll be joined in studio by Florida Gators cornerback Jordan Young.
0: Hi, Steve Spurrier here. You know, making a reservation at my restaurant is easier than a Saturday afternoon homecoming game against Vandy. You don't have to call or email. Just go to spurriers.com, hit the reservation
1: button, pick a date, number of guests, and a time. It's so simple,
2: I can do it. In fact, I just did. Maybe I'll see you tonight.
1: Welcome back into the Gators online podcast, and we are now joined by our guest of the week, Florida Gators quarterback Jordan Young, joining us live from Spurs Gridiron Grill. Jordan, appreciate you joining us, man.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having
1: me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We're going to get into a number of topics with you. Uh, we're talking before uh, we started about you guys getting into regimen now, um, you know, over with the discretionary period. So we'll obviously get into that. We'll obviously talk about spring ball as well. Um how has you know this off season been for you? Uh, obviously, going back into you know the fifteen practices that you guys had, and kind of just getting used to this new staff and the new program.
2: Oh, it's definitely been great. It's been different, and um, I love it. Um, I feel like everyone loves it. It's just a a great environment, good vibes. Um, everybody just determined and ready to work. Everybody just getting into it. Yeah. It's fun.
0: It seems like everyone kind of bought in right away. Right away. With the new system, with the new program. What was it about Billy or about the other coaches that kind of made you guys, uh, I guess, just right away kind of buy in and and believe in him?
2: Um, It's just when they came in, they came in pushing their um, issue just about getting us prepared for the season and just not just the season and not just football, but having us better as individuals. And they actually care about how we're doing and how we're living and just making sure everything's good as far as you know the, the parking issue they got that taken care of, our eating, um, just everything. Just all around they really care about uh our well being. How much was
1: nice to get a parking spot?
2: Oh, it was real good. I was tired of those parking tickets. How many? I how many
1: of those little
0: yellow envelopes that you I get?
2: I I used to get some like every single day. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I had them every single day. I I was thinking about getting a scooter, but I, I heard that <laughs> people were getting them on the scooters too. Yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah, they'll, they'll get your scooter now. Yeah, I
2: don't. I, I paid a couple thousand dollars in parking Shoot. tickets, and that's that's. I'm one of the people that had it the least. Yeah, <laughs> wow. for sure. They
1: don't play. Well, and and as we've talked about this spring, I mean that's kind of a great way for the staff to kind of win you guys over right away, like make a gesture like Actually. that to show that they care about you guys. Um, obviously going through coaching change that meant a new position coach for you. When you found out that it was gonna be Corey Raymond, what was your reaction and, and what's it been like kind of being able to learn from him and also Patrick Tony?
2: Um, when I found out we were getting Raymond and um coach Tony, I first thing I did is like just checked the credentials. I researched them, just seeing how they were as coaches. I I, I definitely called some people that I knew, and they clarified everything that uh, I was hearing. So mm-hmm. I was excited to have them. Um, I met them out the bat. He was they they were very impactful. I, I love Coach Tony and Coach Raymond. Like I've been to him, and I just met him. So like um, just everything that that they're teaching is just something I need.
0: Yeah. Was it different at all? Like the just scheme wise from from your freshman year to, to this new defense,
2: I would say it's different. Um, just just how they teach things are different. Like if everybody has their own way of teaching sure. things, and you gotta like every coach. Like last year, I picked uh, Coach Crime Dog's brain. Um, this yeah. year I'm picking uh, Coach Tony and Coach Raymond's brain. Is just you take pieces and bits and pieces from everybody, and um, so they definitely have different ways of doing stuff.
1: What were some of the things that they came in and um, I guess identify with? with what they wanted to work on with you on your game and just kind of some of the things that they tried to improve on with you this spring?
2: Uh, They didn't single me out individually. Like they came in and worked with everybody and just taught, he taught his techniques with not just me, but with just all the corners and Coach Tony with all the safety. So, I mean, I wouldn't say me individually, but everybody, they just, they're pushing their technique and stuff like that. And it's it's working pretty good.
1: Obviously, Corey, you mentioned looking him up. He came here with quite the reputation. Getting a chance to work with him out there on the field, like his coaching style, what what is it about him that separates him and kind of makes him such a great coach?
2: Um, he definitely well, for one, respect. Like, you can't do anything but respect Coach Raymond. Like just how he goes about doing things. Like, you 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 can't disrespect Coach Raymond, like just no way. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not that other coaches disrespect it, but like it's just he has a way about doing things and Um, He really knows the game of football, and he preached that to us all the time about um, not being a dumb cornerback. Like, there should be no dumb cornerbacks. Like, you should not just know corner, but you should know every position on the defensive side of the ball and how things should go. And that's a big um, impact on us.
0: He seems young. Like, he's, he's a little bit older of a guy, but he seems like he, like, knows how to talk. Talk to you guys almost like he talks the way that y'all talk.
2: Yeah, you would think he's twenty. <laughs> he cool, and he can like like he said um, all the, all the time that he can go out there and still do it right now. So <laughs> if you think he can? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. You saw the clip the
1: clip on Twitter where he was out there uh, showing
2: off his hands. So, um And I think, think he locked
1: down Kyrie Colbert. Ooh, that'd be a good matchup. I love up. my coach. I love All my right.
2: coach over Coach Kobe. You, got, him, you got Corey over? I love Raymond over Coach Kobe. Lock Colbert. him down. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first. We need to make that happen. I gotta go. I gotta go at the defensive side of the ball. Uh-huh.
1: Anytime. <laughs> well, obviously, uh, a guy that showed up in the in the spring game was you. Um mm. Orange and Blue game was kind of a coming out party for you. Um what did that mean for you to kind of have a performance like that? Um, kind of with this new staff and just go out there and kind of show what
2: you're capable of. Um, it meant a lot to me. It definitely, uh, it definitely meant a lot to me. I mean, being here last last year in the spring and fall camp, like I mean, I basically went and did what I did, um, made plays and stuff like that. But I never got to show the world or the fans or like how how I can do, play it or whatever like that. So being this year that we had a spring game and just going out there and basically doing the same thing what I love, which is playing football. So just going out there and. Just making an impact, just definitely did something to me, and I can't do nothing but thank God. So,
0: I, we don't, I don't think we really ask people this that much, but like in high school, you're the man. Like if you get to Florida, you're you're the guy on your high school team. What's it like to then not get the opportunity to play on Saturdays, like you're still putting in the work in the weight room, you're still putting in the work on the practice field, but then you're just not getting reps? How do you handle that mentally?
2: Um, it humbles you, definitely. Um, I mean, it can discourage you if you let it discourage you or it can push you to, to be better and do better. And um, I think that's a big thing from going from high school to college, but I feel like I cope with it well and now I'm just ready to get better and better. Cause I mean, you can never be your best. You always could get better.
1: You mentioned how for a lot of fans, they they got to see what you, you could do uh, on that spring game a lot of the plays that you made man like the energy that you had afterwards like you could see it on the field um just kind of you celebratory and kind of your your teammates feeding off that is that kind of what you feel like you bring to to the game and and what are some of the strengths that you feel like you you bring to the cornerback spot
2: i definitely feel like i bring uh, a lot of energy i mean every you can ask anybody on the team or just not even on the team if you've been around me you know that i'm a very uh playful and energetic person like I mean I I feel like I bring energy wherever so I mean I definitely feel like I have a certain energy and swag that I bring.
1: Gotta have it at DBU right? Mm -hmm, For sure (laughs) Um, and obviously you know spring wrapped up and it was the discretionary period for you guys where um, it's kind of a a time to take some vacation or take some time off uh, which I'm sure you probably did but you also took an opportunity to get some work in. Uh, Talk about the trip that you took out to Houston.
2: Yeah, I went to Houston with uh, Anthony Richardson and Dejon Reynolds and uh, another good friend of ours from SMU. And we went out there. Yeah, we, we had a good time. We went shopping and stuff like that. But we definitely worked out. Um, we worked out with uh, a guy that works out a lot of top athletes in Houston. And uh, we had a good time. We got some good work. <laughs> Real, we were really tired because Houston weather is totally different. I thought Tampa and uh, Florida was hot, but Houston is humid. <laughs> that, that different heat yeah different kind of heat no shade either where we worked out so <laughs> yeah we
1: experienced that when we went to the uh the michigan game in 2017 in dallas right yeah now. it was my first time in the state of texas and i'm like I'm, I'm used to it being hot but i was a different type of hot
0: where was that where's texas tech what's that i forget what it's called lubbock lubbock yeah lubbock middle of nowhere in texas
2: how far is that from houston
0: Four, it took me. I, I flew into Dallas, and it was a four and a half hour drive.
2: Yeah, Oof. Houston, a big city. I wasn't expecting that. Like um, everything's pretty. I thought Dallas was down the street. No, it's about three and a half hours. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, that's I didn't, the
0: thing about Texas. Like you don't realize how big it is. Like you're like, oh, Houston, mm-hmm. Dallas close to each other. We're like no. Yeah.
1: No. How did that trip come about with you and Anthony Dejon, and, and you guys just deciding, hey, we're gonna go take this time
2: and. Enjoy Houston, but also make ourselves better. It actually happened on the fly. Like Dejan already had planned on going out there and stuff. He he goes to Houston often. Like he goes to work out there often. So, sure. um, and then I ended up flying there that Thursday because Tuesday was my birthday. So I mean, I uh, stayed in Tampa on my birthday and stuff. And then Wednesday, Dejan called me like, "Man, come to Houston. Like we get some work and we have a good time in Houston." I was like, um. I was thinking about it, and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna come to Houston. So I just came, and then Anthony uh, was like, he gonna come too, and we just ended up working it out, and we all came up there and like as for the Gators and got some work. Yeah,
1: yeah, you got your quarterback, got a receiver and a DB. I yeah, mean, you guys can do it all. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously getting a chance to, to work with the team. Um, you know, who are some of the guys at the receiver position you kind of look forward to lining up against and and getting some work in.
2: Uh, on our team, uh, yeah. we're just like yeah, uh, everybody. I mean, it's fun. It's fun guarding everybody. I mean, I love guarding uh Dejan. I love guarding day because just because he my roommate, and we we always uh, go back and forth and talk crap. <laughs> so I anytime if I let him like if he catch a slander or something like that, I'd be mad as I don't know what, cause I know he gonna talk crap. And same way if uh, I lock him up, he, he talking crap. So it's just, well, I'm talking crap. So it's just like competition, but it's all love. Like that's my brother, so.
0: But that's bragging rights at the apartment. Yeah, definitely. Not it's
2: bragging rights for sure. We definitely get home and, and talk like, and not, we're not going to hear the end of it, especially. That's that's my mindset. I can't let him make a play. He's not going to hear the end of it. Like, don't <laughs> let him get in the end zone. <laughs> Definitely not.
1: Well, since you bring him up, we're actually scheduled to have him join us next week. Um, and he was a guy like you that we heard some positive things about this spring, um, yeah. kind of standing out in practice. From your perspective, what has he done to kind of take his game to the next level this spring?
2: Nah, dijon has been balling. Um, De'Jones has been making some big plays, big time catches when we needed him. He always had sure hands even last year. Um, so he's definitely been doing good. I feel like but not just him, I feel like all of the the um redshirt freshmen or freshmen that was that was there last year in the twenty twenty one class sure. have been developing and, and, and showing a lot as far as Justice Boone, Dejahn, um even the transfer we got um, at running back tra- uh, trail, yeah, um, it's just it, it, we're looking really good, and we just got to keep. We're a young team. We just gonna keep getting better and better. So I feel like
1: who's the toughest guy to guard to guard on the team at receiver?
2: Hmm. Toughest guy to guard. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I like a couple. I like is uh, david Hend- Henderson. He's pretty. He's pretty uh, good at receiver. Um, Khalil, pretty good. Uh, pretty hard to guard as well. Khalil Jackson. Gainesville. Shout Khalil out. Khalil Jackson. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, he he slept on, but he pretty he pretty good. Um, pretty hard to guard. I mean, um, we got a lot. I I mean, I'll name everybody really because sure. everybody really um are, got their own way of doing things that receiver and can get open. Yeah. So I mean, I, shout out to all our receivers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you played a you played a lot of star last year. Has that mm-hmm. been? different is it just different technique different kind of terminology different responsibilities
2: um far as what different like
0: playing now playing like outside corner instead of playing nickel or star
2: i mean you play more off in star and you mm-hmm. play more man uh at corner but i mean i came in a man corner like i played pretty much man in high school um my you that senior year. Mentality. yeah like i like i like man so um i don't think it's any harder or whatever it's mm-hmm. just i feel like it's just nickel is off um man and uh outside is press man so i mean it's just working both i work both in practice so uh i don't think it's
1: okay and now obviously you got we mentioned regimen um what do you feel like the vibe is with the team everybody getting back from the break and just having a chance to kind of start working out again
2: well, the first, like when we got back the other day, we had a, a team meal with with everybody in the meeting. Uh, everybody was all just excited to see everybody, all laughs and giggles in the locker room and in the team meeting room. Everybody was ready to get back together and work. And then we had our first run yesterday and everybody was just ready to work, uh, getting back to it. I mean, it was definitely it was challenging the first day, uh, getting right back to it or whatever. But everybody got that determination in their mind to work, like everybody.
1: That's awesome. Well, it was probably good for you guys, too, because you uh, had a chance to run off some of that barbecue that you had <laughs> on Saturday from the Fan Fest. Um, yeah. And for
2: folks that didn't
1: see it, Gator Collective had their annual or excuse me, inaugural Fan Fest um, at a Touchdown Terrace. Over 200 fans that showed up on Saturday. I think it was 40 UF athletes that were in the building. Um, first of all, what does it mean for Gator Collective to be putting on events like that for you guys and creating these NIL opportunities? And, and and what was that like to engage with the fans like that Saturday?
2: Uh Well, for one, Gator Collective has been doing a great job with um, the NIL opportunities. Um, it's definitely been fun. I mean, um talking with the fans was fun, too. I mean, a lot of the fans, like, I mean, you could see them on social media and different stuff and hearing their point of view, but actually... Um, seeing them in person and just making a little girl or little uh, boy's uh, day. Like just seeing uh, football players just, it brings joy to us. Um, We got to sign a lot of autographs and well, yeah, a lot of autographs and different things like that and talk to a lot of people and everybody's just excited to see what we do this um, up and coming season. And a lot of people had a lot of questions that we were happy to answer. So it definitely was fun mingling with the fans and giving them the information they wanted to hear.
1: And it's different too because, I mean, Nick and I coming up and being around the team for a long time, like for most fans forever, it was just fan day. That was about the only time you got a chance to interact with players. Unless you wait after the stadium, after the game.
0: That's true. You really didn't have opportunities like that. And and it's like you said, it really does. Like for that eight-year-old boy, eight-year-old girl, you guys are like superstars to them. They see you on TV and, and just the chance to talk to you, shake your hand, ask you some kind of question and get an answer, they're like, man, this is actually a person. You make their day. Yeah.
2: Definitely. And not just little kids, but uh, adults as well. We got a lot of uh, adult fanatics that were uh, coming up, asking yeah. questions too, and having a sign and then we made their day as well. So, I mean, shout out to all the fans. It was definitely a um, a great experience to mingle and talk to them. So, shout out Gator Collective as well.
1: Absolutely. Well, as we wrap up with Jordan Young, I want to ask him a couple more topics before we let him run. This summer, obviously, uh, a really exciting thing happening on campus with the new facility opening up. How much are you and your teammates pumped about that, man, and, and just getting ready to move in there?
2: No, nah, we're pumped, definitely. Um, I, I haven't yet to see a sneak peek, though, um, but I definitely want to see it so bad. I mean, I saw, I see it riding by every day, but I just want to get in there and just see the locker room and everything. I know that everybody going to be uh, excited. So I'm just ready to see how everything turned out and how it looks in the inside. I mean, I've been hearing we got like lazy rivers and all that type of stuff. Like I'm just really excited to see it, so.
1: What type of impact do you feel like that's going to have on you guys, you know, the guys on the team now and also attract other recruits and stuff that are going to see what Florida has to offer?
2: um impact on us, it's definitely going to have, a. I feel like it's going to have a big impact on us because it's like, um, everything is new. Like, it's it's a fresh start, I feel like, for everything. Like, it's yeah. just time to just go out there and just be the Florida Gators again. Like, just take everything over. So, um, and then, of course, the recruits, you know how they, they see that and it's like, wow, like, for any, anything, like, even in my recruiting process, like, just seeing different stadiums or whatever and just seeing what it has to offer, like, so all of that is going to be a big part. So I'm definitely excited to see it.
1: And obviously my favorite feature of the facility is the studio. Yeah. Um, how much are you looking forward to that? I know for folks that don't know, um, I'm not the only one with bars in the room. Uh, you know, I'm the only one without them. Yeah, you hey, are. I'm you the only one, one without them. Well, we don't know what Evan's <laughs> working with over here. but uh, um, Obviously, Jordan, you've done music for a lot of your life. Um, can you talk about that interest kind of off the field and, and how much it means to you to have you know an outlet like that and then have a place at the facility where you can do it
2: yeah um i definitely i did music um since i was 5 years old uh, wow. i i mean i stopped recently i don't really take it serious that much but i i mean i always can do it i feel like I can I can write whenever I want. I mean, I play with uh some of my teammates. Like, my teammates know I can rap. Like, we just chill and we just put on a beat and everybody rap and I get on it. So True freestyler? Yeah, true. I can freestyle. That's definitely fun. Don't put me on the spot. I got now. you. I got you. am going to go do that. Listen, we don't freestyle for free. <laughs> yeah. We don't freestyle yeah. for free. But, uh, nah, it's de- I'm definitely excited. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to go in there for real, drop some music, but I definitely plan on going in there and just... You got to bless fun. the studio once, man. How <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Some some of my teammates want me to do it, but yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty fun. I yeah. I can't wait to see it.
1: Who else on the team? Yeah, Who's the best rapper on the team?
2: I mean, I'm going to say me regardless cuz I but I mean, I never really came here and like made a song or something like that. I mean, there's people on the team that made, I mean, Anthony made a song, Gervon made some songs. I never made one, but I feel like I got the best bars though. But I mean, shouts out to them Buzz. I heard they're doing pretty good. Well, we might have to sell
1: this once the facility opens up, <laughs> you know? Sure. So that's awesome, man. Well, Jordan, we appreciate the time. Uh, we really enjoyed seeing you have that game uh, in the orange and blue game. And I'm, I'm sure you're looking forward to seeing or showing these fans a lot more of that, you know, this fall. So you guys make sure that you guys follow him on social media. We'll be back next week with his roommate, Jean Reynolds, uh, to hear how his off-season off has been going. We're going to jump to this break. We'll come back on the other side and wrap up the Gators Online Podcast.
2: Go Gators. Looking for more reasons to celebrate? We have them here at Celebration Point. Enjoy some of the newest additions to our already celebratory lineup, like Dave & Buster's, Le Macaron, and Prime and & Pearl.
1: There's always a reason to celebrate. Join us anytime, for any occasion. Celebration Point
0: and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Welcome back into the Gators Online Podcast. Appreciate Jordan Young for joining us live in studio from Spurs Gridiron Grill. And appreciate Gator Collective for bringing that interview to you guys. And uh, obviously a really cool event that they had uh, last Saturday at Touchdown Terrace as well. I was
0: upset. Uh, we, we talked about the rain in Hoover. I had rain on yeah, Saturday. You couldn't come. Had rain on Saturday, man. I'm
1: I'm done with the rain. You are done with with the rain. rain. Listen, man. It's uh, it's this isn't that time of year. I mean, you know what you, you know what you're signing up for. My lawn needed it. Yes,
0: but baseball and rain don't mix. And I'm spending a lot of time just waiting for games to start.
1: That that is um grown man problems right there when you're out there watching that weather so you can figure out when you can mow that lawn
0: that's when i knew i was washed i was sitting there and i heard the rain the other day my, my lawn was looking terrible i hear the rain and my first thought was yes. uh good lawn needed that and then second thought was oh my god you're you're your dad you are your father i'm like what are you even saying
1: right now i'm cooked i mean listen embrace it though nick i'm over the hill <laughs> yeah right. i'm over the hill you got there though you know? Maybe. There, there, there was questions as to whether that would that, that, that hill would be that hill would be uh conquered. One day, at a time. <laughs> one day at a time. One day at a time. Well, speaking of one day at a time, we are a hundred days away from kickoff for the 40 Gators football season. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Napier obviously closing up his spring speaking tour tonight at the F Club. So we'll hear what he has to say to uh some of the local Gator fans. Mm-hmm. Uh he'll Talk to us reporters as well, but uh, covered most of his bases at this point. Now it's time for the regimen, right? Yeah,
0: and we should have asked Jordan more about that. I remember writing the story, um, must have been back in January, and, and I'm looking at what these things are, and I'm like, what is the regimen? What is the discretionary? I mean, I, I know what the word discretionary means, so I was like, is that just time off? You knew
1: what spring ball was. Uh,
0: Some of them were self-explanatory. I think one's called Season. Yeah. Knew knew what that one was. Spring ball. uh, There's fall camp. Some are self-explanatory.
1: Identity, not not as clear.
0: I thought I kind of knew what that was. Like, hey, you're going to create your identity. I still didn't know what that entailed. Like, what were the workouts? Apparently, there was no water for the entire identity phase. I mean, listen... We can't even make it a, a, a forty five minute podcast without this. We're not even running around doing anything like that.
1: I mean, if if we're uh, getting ready for that Florida Heat, or the Houston Heat, or that or that or Houston, Houston Heat, heat. Our, our boy Jordan went out there and he was he was ready for it. He, uh,
0: I, I think, I, I think he has some good potential. I was really encouraged watching him in the spring game, yeah. um, and. Listen, Florida's got obviously one guy at corner, and you're trying to find out who's going to play opposite Jason Marshall. It, it could be him. We'll see. Um, but was really encouraged by uh, how he played, and and you mentioned it too. Energy, him, the, man. The energy that he plays with his style of play. Um, to me, that's I love
1: to see that. You have to have that from a, your mm-hmm. cornerback. You want, especially a guy that's playing press, yeah, to be out there with that type of swagger um, and that type of confidence in his ability. And uh yeah I mean he was he was by far when we did kind of the give me 5 breakdown was absolutely one of the you know the players of the game and sure. um I think for Florida to have that cornerback depth um with somebody like him emerging is key because you know they they felt the need obviously to go out and add to that position and, and create some more depth and create some more competition but you know the practices that we showed up I mean Jordan was consistently getting reps and kind of working with that defense. So it wasn't a surprise to see him out there kind of getting those opportunities in in the spring game. So um, we'll see what Napier has to say tonight for his uh, final speech, uh, wrapping up his spring speaking tour. Also interested to hear what Todd Golden has to say. This is our first time hearing from him since his introductory press conference. A lot has happened with his program since then assembling his staff um, convincing some guys to stay at Florida, namely Colin Castleton, mm-hmm. but also Kweisi Reeves, uh, keeping him from you know entering the transfer portal and exploring his options, and then obviously the additions from the transfer portal and landing a top fifty recruit this past week in Riley Kugel, um, getting him from the Orlando area. Uh, to to be able to kind of stay in state with his teammate Denzel, and and be able to go and get his first commitment from the high school ranks, and have it be a guy of that caliber is really big for him.
0: Yeah, and, and especially the transfer. Portal, I think we've talked about this before too. The transfer portal with basketball is a, a game changer. Yeah, um, and it's a way for someone like Al Gold or Al golden, (laughs) Todd golden. It's a, it's a way for someone like Todd golden to be a guy from
1: Miami over here. Yeah.
0: Um, to come in right away and you can get established players, guys who have played in college that are just looking for a new opportunity and you can have a veteran roster and not, Hey, we got, we lost a bunch of guys and now we're going to have six freshmen. We're stuck. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they run, what they're able to do. Um, but, Like I said earlier, Todd Todd hit the ground running, um, crushing in the portal. Like you said, top 50 recruit. Um, He's got people excited. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what his reception is tonight uh, at the Title Time Club.
1: And I also, you know, kind of learning about him and doing some research and talking to folks, like he definitely came with a recruiting reputation. Mm -hmm. Like he's, that is one of his strengths. And that is something that he obviously, Experience and saw what it's like in the SEC right. at Bruce Pearl's program. Um, so I think it's to me, it's um, not necessarily a surprise, but I, I think that, you know you you get a new guy that comes in, and and he was really in a tough spot. I think any first year coach trying to navigate through this transfer portal craziness and uh, and NIL, like everyone's still
0: learning what it is, how to operate with it. So not only are you coming across the country
1: but you got Ruiz out here offering Kansas state basketball players, $800,000 NIL deals. Um, and now that's out there that you have to deal with. Um, also that like, <laughs> if you're cheating,
0: like don't tell the kid to put your company in his commitment tweet. Cause you're not supposed to be like offering Mul- people, multiple times. You're not supposed to be offering people money to come to a place. Uh, that's an NCAA violation. Uh, and then, if I'm Ruiz, I'm not following up thirty seconds later with the oh by the way we're giving him eight hundred thousand dollars in a car. I was like like maybe wait thirty minutes. Wait a yeah. day.
1: And I cannot imagine that that was something that um, it, maybe if the player was okay with it being out there. I'm not something that's that, that 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 I'm sure that's not something that he would have broadcasted on his own. Um, well, now he's got a bunch of people pocket watching. Yeah, you don't want that. No. Um, but you, you, you have only thing you've been able to watch is the radar the last three oh, days, geez. man.
0: Yeah, uh, so we're sitting here. Um, Florida was supposed to play at ten thirty Eastern
1: time today. So by the time you guys are hearing this, we don't know whether the game will be. I hope over. I
0: hope by the time that this debuts, that will be in the, the second inning. Um, they were going to try to play five games today, uh, and the first game is going to start like at four four o'clock local. So okay. not going to play five games today. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think they're going to have to go to a single elimination, but you just had the first double elimination game. So is Arkansas out? If you go, have to go to a single elimination, like how do you you play that? Um, I don't love the way that they do the tournament. So the first four games are all single elimination. Then you get into a double elimination. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the most part, like a team like Alabama um, they're two and oh, they're trying to get into the NCAA tournament. So this means a lot to them. Tennessee is going to be the number one national seed. They don't care what happens. <laughs> um, LSU in the tournament, Florida in the tournament, Mississippi state. Uh, oh no, not Mississippi state, Texas AM, Like they're in the tournament. So like all you're trying to do this week is to get your starting pitchers some innings, Yeah. but nobody cares who wins this tournament other than Alabama who would get an automatic qualifier or is trying to make it. So it it just seems like there's so many games. and, And at one point, Florida, like if Florida loses today, then they have to play or they would have had to play a doubleheader today. Yeah. And it's just like, do we need to do that? Like, I don't think so. I think it's just too many games right before the NCAA tournament. And there might be one or two teams a year that need a really good week in Hoover to make the NCAA tournament. The trough. It's the only solution, Nick. Listen, I hate the trop. I hate the trop. But uh, why
1: do you hate the trop?
0: It's ugly. But it's baseball in AC. It's ugly. It's turf. The only the only reason I threw the trop out there is because there's a roof, and we wouldn't be doing we wouldn't be doing rain delays. Yeah. Plus, it's a trip,
1: easy trip to Tampa. Nice drive.
0: You know, nice drive. You just stay in Tampa, see a nice little West Coast sunset.
1: So, when's the last time you've been to Hoover?
0: Um. Was I there last year?
1: No, you've you you twenty twenty one. I think I was there twenty twenty one. You did go? Yeah, I went with my dad last year. Ah, okay. See, if it wasn't for Frank, Nick was not making that trip.
0: No, I think I went in twenty (laughs) nineteen, and then I went in twenty twenty one. Okay, obviously there was no tournament in twenty twenty.
1: So, since we are recording this before you guys have even got to watch the start of the second game, let's at least get Nick's thoughts on the first game which was an absolute thriller. Had to stay up very late for it. Um, but the Gators yeah. uh, found a way to stay alive. Yeah. Uh, it's like 20,
0: 30 days ago, Florida was six and 12. Uh, and Hunter Barco was undergoing Tommy John surgery. And I was ready to stick a fork. In them. I'm like, this season's done. This season's over. It was Kevin O'Sullivan's worst start in SEC play in 15 years. Um, and what's happened is, Brandon Sprode has answered the bell. He's answered the call. He has become Florida's ace. Um they found a freshman in Brandon Neely, um, who, if you just look at his stats, it doesn't give you the whole picture of how good he's been and how he's stepped up. Um Wyatt Langford is on fire. Playing at, oh, he's not good enough to be a, a first team all SEC, but playing out of his mind. Um, that was what a what a just theft. Yeah. Sterling Thompson's playing well. So Florida is. And, and I, I thought, okay, maybe some of it is fool's gold because you're playing the, worst teams, the yeah. worst teams in the SEC. But even if that is the case and you're playing those worst teams, you're building confidence by winning these games. And Florida won four straight SEC series. Um, you, get, you get an eight and a third from Brandon Sprout. Um,
1: he was the, not happy about getting taken out, boy.
0: So it's interesting because he had 96 pitches. And my I'm old school baseball. I was like, listen, if I'm the coach, 96 pitches, we've got our closer ready. He's pitched well enough. You ask him, Hey, do you want to go back out? Do you have enough in the tank? And of course he's going to say yes, but he's earned the right. Even if he would have given up a two run home run and they would have lost the game. He earned the right to, to go, go back out there in the ninth inning. When you give up back to back singles, you've now lost that. Right. And you have to come out. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, an absolute thriller. I think that was the third extra inning game of the season. Florida's now two and one in extra inning games. Um, Craig Bell got saved. Got saved. Uh, Kendrick Callao, I think Kendrick Callao was hitting like 212 on the year. Okay. But my guy just gets clutch hits, just has the clutch gene. Um, he singles to center field, and Ty Evans was. Booking it, <laughs> Craig Bell throws up the the stop sign, and, and like when Craig did it, he doesn't know that the ball is going to sail to the backstop and would have been in, in hindsight.
1: Though, gosh, it just ate him up.
0: Yes, you could even like he turned and on TV, you could see him say, "My bad, to tie." Like, yeah, would have been easy. Then the next ball is smoked <laughs> at the center fielder, and I'm like, "Oh, that's not the one you want to send." No, him. no. Um, luckily, so I, I South Carolina had pinch run for their catcher mm-hmm. in the previous inning. So their third baseman was catching in the 10th inning. Turns out he doesn't know what he's doing, drops the ball, Florida walks off. Um, it was an absolute thriller. Brandon sprow was incredible. Um, they're finding, finding a role with Ryan Slater there at the end of games. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if Florida ever plays again.
1: Yeah, um, but I
0: mean. Because I think Noah is building an arc in Hoover. and and I don't
1: know if Florida will ever play another game. But that's uh, what, two walk-off wins in one week? Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. So uh, we'll see if um, Hoover doesn't rain on their parade because it's rained on Knicks. (laughs) (laughs) It has rained
0: on my parade. That's for sure. Uh, And then if Florida does well and hosts a regional, you know exactly what's going to happen next weekend. Oh, it's,
1: don't say it, Nick. Regionals don't in Gainesville are Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't don't you put don't you put that evil on our Sullivan's. Morale is low. Both both Sullivan's yeah. right.
0: Morale morale is low. The the rain is taking uh, t- uh taking a toll on
1: me and my mental health. Yes. Well, you go and you need a nap. I need you need a nap. You you need to um you know rejuvenate and, and get ready for this game, and we'll be back. With you guys next week, we'll be joined by Dejon Reynolds to uh, see how this offseason has been going for him. Appreciate Jordan Young, his roommate, for joining yeah. us uh, in studio today, live from Spurs Gridiron oh, Grill. And shout out to Softball. Uh,
0: made yes. it to Super Regional. They'll be in Blacksburg. Um, really cool stat. 14th time they've been to a Super Regional. Only the second time that they haven't hosted a Super Regional.
1: Um, so
0: hats off to Tim Walton, and, and uh, good luck to the ladies up there.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, And make sure you guys stay locked with Gators online. Follow Corey Benner for all of these updates on Rashada's recruitment and everybody else that the Gators are after. We'll be back with you guys next week. For Nick Del Torre, I'm Zach Albaverde.